Hi, everyone, and welcome to From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at New York State government with Jack. He's a longtime Albany insider and managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a top lobbying firm that helps clients all over the country navigate New York politics. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. We continue our budget talk as the deadline to approve New York's spending plan gets closer, April 1st. Now, the governor has released her $216 billion spending plan, but now both houses of the legislature will release their budget versions. So let's bring in Jack for more on that. Hi, Jack. Hi, Joanna. Uh, Good to be uh, back talking with you from the lobby. Yes. So when is this all happening? So it's all happening right now. Um, the governor, as you mentioned, um, put out her, her executive budget submission early in January. That's required by the uh, state constitution. And then there are a bunch of budget hearings. And then um, this weekend, right, that could be tonight, uh, Friday at 4 o'clock. That could be Saturday at midnight. It could be Sunday at 3 p.m. or even Monday morning, uh, we will get one house budgets and uh, budget resolutions from the assembly and the Senate. Um, next year is, next week is a short week for them. And the idea is their plan at least is on the 14th and 15th to go over those resolutions and, and pass them. So why do they do this? Well, there's there's um, two reasons, right? Um, uh, this is Albany, so there's always a lot of show, um, and and that's honestly a part of this. Um, the assembly uh, and the Senate like to show people and constituency groups that they care about, that they're with them, that they're fighting for them, um, and, and so that's part of it. But then part of it really is as as specific markers um, in the budget negotiation. The governor has a lot of power here and the assembly and Senate wanna you know, plant their flag and make sure they're um, getting as much say as they can. So how much of these budgets actually make it into the final budget and who decides what goes into the final budget from the one house budgets? Well, <laughs> what a good question. Uh, and, and a lot of this is sort of a real um, look under the hood, if you will, or uh, um, a little glimpse into the sausage making. Uh, you know, what happens from here um, is that um, we start what are called uh, three-way negotiations, right? The, everybody's heard the Albany uh, three men in a room. Uh, it's gonna look a lot different this year. We um, have two women um, and, and a woman of color and, and two, two people of color. So, you know, that, that group has changed a lot over the last few years, but, but Governor Hochul, um, uh, Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, um, and Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stork-Cousins really sit down and they make decisions about the biggest things. Um, you know, um, overarching statewide issues, uh, billion dollar funds, um, you know, specific priorities, and also usually whatever kind of policy gets jammed into the budget. But then this process really starts filtering down a little. Uh, There is something called um, uh, budget tables. 
And these are um, not exactly just one, one table, um, but really they kind of correspond with um, the, the committees uh, that you see in different houses and some of the big issues, right? So, um, you know, there's an education table, there's a workforce development table, there's, um, you know, an environmental um, and energy table. And those negotiations really are carried out in part by the chairs of those committees um, in the assembly, Senate, and the you know, but senior budget staff um, and senior staff to the governor, um, but also by the staff in both houses, right? And so they really kind of sit down and negotiate between them and try to reach uh, basically three-way deals on things. And so that's why again not so much the big picture in these one house bills um but a lot of the specifics right and and to oversimplify um you know if the if the governor um has proposed a hundred million dollars for um you know for for new tiger cages um for the zoos across the state and um the assembly um has proposed $200 million um, for new tiger cages. You know, where does the Senate come in? Are they at 150? Are they at 300? And then those three groups really try to negotiate to get to a resolution. And that's where we see a lot of trades, right? They'll say, well, gee, the governor really wants uh, money for tigers. We want some money for polar bears and and you want some money for um, for goldfish. And so if we've got about $300 million here, let's break it up, but we can each get, you know, we can each get a hundred. So these, those level negotiations really matter a lot on what's been in the one house budgets. Um, what is the assembly want? What does the Senate want? How hard are they willing to fight for it? How important is it for politicians to be able to get their priorities in these one house budgets? Uh, it, it's it's very important um, for them on a, on a lot of issues. Uh, you know, again, there are some statewide issues, right? How much money is there for education that that's going to be negotiated at a, at a different level? Uh, but if you're in, um, you know, if if uh, you're in a part of Brooklyn and you really want to get the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens funded it's really important that you get that at least in the assembly one house, because when those three-way negotiations are going, if you're in one house, you're in the game. And if you're not, then you, you really gotta wait till after April 1st, hope there's a big pot of money that, that you can go after um, and then start over again. But it, you know, if you're not in one of the three houses, you're basically not in the game. And you probably want to be in the game on that, I would assume, right? So Exactly. These, you want to deliver. Right. Do these one-house budgets ever contain any surprises or, like you said, just pretty much input on budget details? Um, th these days, it's mostly input on budget details, right? Um, it can be <laughs> what those details are are sometimes surprising. Uh, you know, often... Look, we have clients who go see legislators and they say, oh, I had such a great, such a great meeting with legislator X. They they think my idea is great. Well, you know, they kind of say that all day to a lot of people. It, it's what are they fighting for? Right. What actually makes it in and 
um, it, it really is a statement of priorities. So there, there can be some surprises. When we used to have a Republican Senate and a Democratic Assembly um, and a governor who played them off against each other, there were a lot more surprises than we've had since we've had um, Democrats in control of both, both houses of the legislature. I know a lot of people in the legislature have said that the governor is more willing to work with them than Governor Cuomo was. Do you think that means then they have a little bit more clout to get their priorities in this budget? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that one of the things we've seen is that Governor Hochul has already approached this very differently. Um, Andrew Cuomo, uh, his executive budget was always, um, you know, a, a master class lesson in leverage and empower. Um, let me give you a couple good examples. Um, every year, um, going back, I don't know how far through the Cuomo administration, um, the governor's executive budget would propose cutting AIM. AIM is um, aid um, to municipalities. Right. So that's money for the town of Chictawaga or the town of Brookhaven in Long Island or um, everybody in between. And there's kind of a, a, a formula for who gets what. Right. Based on population, poverty, um, a number of other things. Every year, Andrew Cuomo would zero that out of his budget. Now, wh why did he do that? He, he knew the Assembly and the Senate were going to fight like hell to get that back in they were not going to pass a budget without getting it restored. But he wanted to make those people put all their energy into fighting for those um, for those funds rather than fighting against some of his other priorities. So it was really a, a bit of a dance. He would take these things out knowing they were going to put them back in, you know, poking people in the eye, you know, giving them the shoulder and the elbow. Uh, Governor Hochul has not done that, right? She said, look, this, this is important to you. I know you're going to do it. Let's find places to fight where we want to fight and, and not play these power games. Um, and I think the legislature as a whole um, has found that incredibly refreshing.